Hi, Freddie at five means one thing. It's the Go Radio Football Show and the start of the weekend. I've got Cy Ferry with me, Ali Defoy, Rob McLean, and you can call now 0808 17 17 700. On the programme tonight, Lewis Ferguson, star of Aberdeen. He's joining us. What a start to the season for young Lewis. And uh, in the second hour, we're going to hear from Trevor Carson, the goalkeeping hero for Motherwell who kept them in Europe last night. Yep, it was uh, wins for the Scottish teams. Well, it was for Aberdeen, it was for Rangers and Motherwell just made it Cy Ferry how do you feel overall after last night uh, brilliant I had a few beers so even better um, and then the day I cut my grass front and back done and then I, I finished it have you got front and back posh it's in a scheme so it took us two minutes to cut the front and back garden she came out my missus came out and says mediocre so once again she's one step closer to going back to that council house that I got her for Paul so <laughs> that could only be Cy Ferry if you want to call him call him now this is the third night this week can you keep it up three nights can you that, going in the football yeah can you well, it's amazing yeah. did you hear why Why? you said that the, the listening view the view, the, the yeah. figures dropped yeah. dramatically when so, Barry was well, on his well, own so I came that, that just rehearsal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the viewers on Radio Alma are going up <laughs> when we're on listen tonight 0808 17 17 700 we've got so much coming in the next uh, two hours Stephen Gerrard's going to join us, well, from last night and also today. He's got a lot to say about Morellas. What's the future? Talking about Ali McCoist uh, and challenging Morellas as well. What is his future? We're going to talk about that shortly. Neil Lennon joins us as well. What about the win? on, uh, during the week against St Mirren they it was Wednesday play. wasn't it it, it, it was, was indeed it's, uh, two days ago <laughs> but what about uh, tomorrow against Livingston and what about this talk of a British Super League which has come up from the Celtic majority shareholder uh, Dermot Desmond yep he's been uh, speaking to the Irish Times uh, giving an interview to them and uh, he was asked about it it wasn't as if he came up with it himself but uh, he was talking about just the way things are at the moment and with clubs streaming games and and Zoom and all the digital stuff going on uh, the old firm are probably in bigger demand than they've ever been and he he reckons maybe the top half dozen clubs in England would be more amenable to uh, a British league with Celtic and Rangers involved now than they've been in recent times all right, we'll talk about that, John. I don't know, Si, if you've got a view on that. Uh, they talked about this, remember, over t- 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. This was the big talk. But uh, people would say it was turkeys and Christmas. Who's going to vote for it in England? No, I can't see it happening. Yeah. Now, you know, if it was going to happen, I think it would have happened by now. As I say, the English Premiership, money-wise, is absolutely flying just now. Why would they want to come away from that? Mm. Uh, and what would happen to Scottish football? You know, if Scott Celtic and Rangers do leave... Where does it leave the other clubs? So I like it the way it is. I enjoy Scottish football. It's a good uh, topic for a quiet day. It is indeed. This is not a quiet day. This is not, as you saw by the intro. Can we do the intro again? I think I I was uh, getting so excited. The weekend is just about upon us. You were thinking about all those European pronunciations, weren't you? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm just about to do them. (laughs) Oh, good luck with this. No, it's not too bad, is it? So Rangers are off to Holland next week Willem Tway they'll be playing uh, Motherwell off to Israel Hapoel Bersheva and we know about them in recent years playing against Celtic and Aberdeen off to Lisbon Sporting Lisbon next week so we'll talk about those games and Celtic well we found out today that uh, FC Riga they won the match at San Marino so it's FC Riga against Celtic next week uh, a lot to look forward to it hasn't started yet really has it Sai and of course you know we're fed up talking about the fact Celtic should still have been in the Champions League but it's Europa Cup for them yeah Europa Cup um, can we call uh, it can we call it Europa League Europa League sorry yeah, uh, yeah. and I think they've got a comfortable couple of games to get in it you know I think Celtic will comfortably go through um, and I expect Celtic to do well in the competition this year you know I thought last year they had a great chance with Copenhagen that put them out yep. uh, Celtic were the better team you know Celtic yeah. should be should have been winning games like that I, I, and I think the squad's so big now you know you see the rotation again Wednesday night Celtic have got a big enough squad now I know that 10 in a row is massive but for me 
you know, you can't beat the European nights at Celtic Park and Ibrox, and, and I really hope that Celtic give the, the Europa League a right good bash this year. These are all big games, aren't they? I mean, I think Celtic have struck it lucky, you would say, FC Riga, that mm-hmm. looks like a yeah. really winnable game for Celtic, but the other three, I mean, Rangers are going to be stretched by Willem Twe, who, outside of the, the big three in the Netherlands, a really, a really strong side, away from home, that's going to be a difficult one, one-off, of course, all these ties are, Hapel Beersheva, that's tough for Motherwell, and Aberdeen, even against Sporting Lisbon reserves, if, if that's the way mm-hmm. it turns out because obviously they've got COVID. players affected yeah. by COVID um, that's going to be tough for the Dons to get through that one as well but I mean it, it is beginning to I, I know you're saying it's early on and it is Paul and, and you know there's there's a marathon of qualification to get through but these games especially for Rangers Motherwell and Aberdeen there's a, a touch of glamour about them as well they sound like real European ties yeah as you say Rangers tough I've got the toughest draw at everyone and if they get through that Galatas right away but you know you say it's tough but you'd rather play Galatasaray with no fans there in a one-off game than you would over two legs <laughs> with, with fans at Galatasaray yeah. because you know the atmosphere that you're going to in Turkey. So, you know, we've said it on here before, I, I like Steven Gerrard in Europe with Rangers. Mm. I think he sets them up really well. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if Rangers went through the two games. OK. We'll hear from Steven Gerrard in just a few moments. Also, we'll be looking at the weekend matches in Ali. It's a full card when you take Saturday and Sunday together. Yeah, busy weekend. All six matches are happening. Celtic, Livingston, Dundee, United, St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Hamilton and at McDermott Park St Johnson take on Ross County that's all on Saturday and heading into Sunday the big game will be Hibs Rangers that's going to be on Sky and then Aberdeen at Pataudry are taking on Motherwell Two great games on a Sunday isn't it? Aren't they? Aberdeen yeah. Motherwell is brilliant as well yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? You can call us 0808 17 17 700 and the socials as well Ali Yep at Cole Football Show for all of the socials that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or you can jump on the text 87474 put go at the start of your message it's your normal network great So this time yesterday Rangers were in the second half and they were cruising against Red Imps in Gibraltar and afterwards then what was Stephen Gerrard's assessment of the Rangers performance? Really we didn't get out of first gear I don't think it was a good performance um, I think we made it complicated um, for the majority of it but you know we will take a lot of positives in terms of getting people minutes uh, Jermaine Defoe gets a goal Buff gets a couple um, I thought the goals were outstanding and um, you know it was nice to have the luxury to give people opportunities to we'll take the positives and move on but the all round performance we, we can get out of first gear yeah you know what I feel for the players eh? honestly, I do because Why? if I'm playing at that pitch right and there's a petrol station in the background <laughs> I'm not concentrating I, honestly I don't know if it's <laughs> my have, mind or it's you, it says more got, about me or... have you got a thing about petrol stations <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I just you, you do find it hard to get up for these games yeah. you know there's a petrol station in the background I mean, I was finding it hard to take uh, Lincoln serious. The cap, did you see the captain? He looked about 50 year old. <laughs> I mean, it was like when your dad joined in with your pals and you yeah. used to boot everyone. He was just leathering yeah. everyone. In it. And I just thought, these guys have went for the high of Ibrox at the weekend to now playing here. It's tough. It is tough. And it's guys yeah. that haven't been playing every week. Mm-hmm. You know, you're yeah. flung it in this game and it's like, go on, perform. Get yourself on the team. And isn't it easy? They, they sit with 11 men behind the ball. You're on AstroTurf. It's very hard to get yourself You know, the guy we'd on, the, the guy from yeah. Lincoln Red Imps we'd on earlier in the week, yeah. Lee Cassiaro, um, yeah. who scored against Celtic in that game and, and scored against Scotland for Gibraltar as well. He couldn't get anybody to cover a shift after the game because <laughs> he's a policeman in Gibraltar. And so after the game, he'd to get changed and go to work if he's a policeman he's definitely arrested his captain because he was honestly that captain's definitely been arrested by him because he was going about just booting everyone he was was actually starting to get a bit dangerous I thought and that's the other thing with these Rangers players as well you know these guys have got nothing to lose they're flying into tackles 
The last thing you want to do when Rangers are flying is to pick up an injury. You're then out for the weekend. You can't get back in the team. So I can sympathise with the Rangers players. Listen, they went over there in the one five nil. Five nil exactly. So Job afterwards, yep. yep. What about uh, Ali McCoy's record, which uh, Morellas is chasing? He's got a great record in Europe last year. Two goals already in Europe this year. So Stephen Gerrard was asked about that. Listen, he's a top striker. Uh, he's he's um, an incredible finisher. You see, especially with the second goal. Uh, but the first goal is just as good for me because he attacks the goal frame and I'm sure Ali McCoyst watching that will be very happy but listen there's a big difference between Alfredo Morelos and Ali McCoyst Ali McCoyst won trophies here he, 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 he was successful here uh, so you know we can't speak about them two players in the same breath not yet a real statement of intent there I take, I mean I take his point absolutely because a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Morelos European goals came in qualifiers last season he scored a, an absolute bundle but let's not forget he scored six Group goals in six group games for Rangers yeah. last season against top opposition. Um, that was finishing of the highest order. So I agree with him entirely that, that he can't be quoted in the same sentence as Ali McCoyst as yet. But if he hangs about, and who knows, he might be hanging mm-hmm. about because he's looking a bit fitter. He's back among the goals again. And, and, and who knows whether he's going to go or not now. Yeah. And, if he, and if he stays, well, you know, he will score goals. It's a great point you make, Rob, because I agree. I loved what Stephen Gerrard done. Saying, listen, don't compare the two that miles of difference. But what you need to remember is, Alan McCoy's playing with much better players than what Alfredo Morelos mm. is. And see the goals that Morelos has scored in Europe. A lot of the goals have came for his own doing. You know, you watch some of the games and Morelos is beating two or three guys at a time and and, and slipping in the top corner. Ali will not like me for saying this, but I don't think Alan McCoy's ever took a player on his life. You know what I mean? <laughs> his his yeah. boys were put on a, his goals were put in put in a plate for him. Yeah. So. You're probably right the first time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, Morelos. For me, he's a must. Rangers must keep hold of him. They goals last night. Roof doesn't score their goals. As Gerard said, he's in between. He's in the six yard box, in between the posts. Roof for me, he doesn't get in this sort of position. So Morelos is a must stay for Rangers. So will he stay or will he go? That's, I think what, we, stay. that's what we asked Stephen Gerrard. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a question for Alfredo um, and his representation to answer rather than myself. Um, but for me, at the moment, he's fit, he's available. It was fantastic to see him pull through. Alfredo um, is someone who will put his body on the line uh, for the club. I think he showed that last night by playing with the injury that he sustained at the weekend. Um, he, he hasn't mentioned it since. Um, so he'll have, a, he'll have a rest day today and then he'll be ready for the weekend. So he's, so he's saying it's a question for Alfredo, not for you or him. Wait, is that that injury? I'm still talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. that. <laughs> Come on, you were Stevie. Right. You were Come right. on, Stevie. Yeah. It's not an injury, it's a wee cut. Um, yeah. What was the question again, sorry? Yeah, will he stay, will he go? <laughs> yeah, I think he'll stay. You know, I've said it before. I just, for the level of club that Alfredo Morelos wants to go in, top managers will look at your past. See now that the research that goes into signing a player, they speak to people that knew you five years ago. They know everything, your personality, your your record, your goal record. And top managers, for me, will not take the risk of spending that sort of money on a guy who gets sent off quite a lot, who turns up late for pre-season, maybe, maybe a wee bit overweight. I just I just kind of see top managers taking the risk. I Rob- think there's been so much talk and nothing's actually happened yeah. that... Uh, Rangers haven't got the price, have they? You know, I think well, is I, anyone in? That's I, I, think, I think if Rangers had got the price they were looking for for Merlis, he would have been Ofsky long before now. It, it's it's not happening. He's back in the team, and and I think he he's there for the season. Yeah, and I also think if Rufin Itton had came in and set set the place on fire, then again they probably would have been more inclined to listen to offers, even let a bit less money. But 
can you hang your hat on roofing Eton? Absolutely not. So for me, both parties, it's a no-brainer that Morelos stays. Rangers fans, what do you think? Give us a call at the Go Radio Football Show, 0808 17 17 700. So Rangers in action on Sunday against Hibs, and we'll talk about that match shortly. Celtic tomorrow play Livingston. No match last night, but they will have next week in Europe. So Neil Lennon is uh, looking forward to the match with FC Riga. Well, we're, we're away, so... Again, it's difficult. Um, you know, Riga won this morning uh, by the odd goal, so we'll do all our prep work. You know, going into that game, it's important. We have the Europa League. You know, football going into you know the first half of the season. So yeah, uh, hopefully we can negotiate Riga, and then we'll see what you know. Say the one team or Sarajevo played Sarajevo before. We had a you know decent result, couple of results against them. So yeah, it's um, it could have been a lot worse to draw, but it could have been a lot better as well. Two things, Sai. One, FC Riga. Would it be comfortable? And two, what about Ryan Christie? I want to ask you about him in a moment. First, what about Riga? See, when he said Riga won this morning, why are they playing Friday morning? I don't, yeah, it's, a, it's a line you don't often hear that <laughs> one, isn't it? Nice question. They, yeah. won, they won this morning. Well, they, they, it was a problem with the pitch, wasn't it? And it the conditions, right. I think the wind. match was abandoned. They only played about After 20, eight minutes. 20, eight minutes, was it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they played the, the rest of it this they morning. They resumed it this morning. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. They'll, get, they'll get past Riga comfortably. Yeah. And then uh, Ryan Christie, yeah, I've seen a lot of um, stick from Twitter. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe that. I know you're a big fan of him, Rob. Aren't you? I'll yeah. let you go first. Well, I mean, look, just even let's let's talk about two goals, a couple of goals for Scotland, a couple of penalties for Scotland. But but think about his performance for Celtic in Paisley Wednesday night against St Mirren. Won the penalty, delivered two brilliant cross balls mm. for the two for the mm. two Celtic goals. What more do you want him to do? I mean, when when he drops down ten percent in his performance, are the Celtic fans getting on his back? He scored he scored twenty plus goals last season. Um, I don't get it Right here you go Ready yeah. for us mm-hmm. I think the reason Ryan Christie now gets criticised Is where Scottish football is In terms of What they want For a midfield player mm-hmm. See because Ryan Christie Passes the ball forward And he tries to set up chances And he gives the ball away Every now and again mm-hmm. That's why people get on his back See if Ryan Christie Doesn't play Wednesday night That ball goes sideways Or it goes backwards And certainly didn't score goals And that's why In the commandment game They end up drawn Ryan Christie playing centre midfield gets the ball at his feet and he's looking to play forward all the time. I love that. I used to use Ryan Christie as an example of young kids at say like when I took the under uh, 11s. Get on the ball. You give it away, who cares? Don't just then play safe because you gave the ball away once or twice. Look at De Bruyne. De Bruyne gives the ball away more than anyone. Bruno Fernandes at Man United is the yeah. same. But they're looking. At, that's because they're looking to set up chances. But the fans love attacking play. Yeah, Celtic. Surely the fans were brought up on that kind of play. You can't. You can't just have guys that keep possession all the yeah. time. Otherwise, you'll yeah. never score a goal. It's you boring. know, McGregor yeah. and Brown are in there to keep the play moving. But Too that type of player that Christie is, he's in there to create chances, and that's what I want for a Celtic midfield player in a three. A guy that's looking to set up chances, that's looking to shoot, shoot on goal. You look at Ryan Christie in a game. He gets about twelve shots on goal. You know, you look at El Yunusi who doesn't get the stick for Celtic fans that Ryan Christie get maybe one or two shots a game. So I just think it's a, a thing in Scotland now where we're obsessed with people who keep possession. For me, you need if you're going to play a three in midfield, you need a guy like Ryan Christie who's going to try and pass the ball forward. I read something online where Christie was getting stick, and and James Forrest was getting getting a lot of stick as well. I mean, honestly, for me, James Forrest is a class act, and what a header that was! Um, yeah. I, I think that was underestimated on Wednesday night. Yeah. How he crouched under the header and planted it into the top corner. And how many goals has he scored in the last few seasons? How many goals has he created? He is top quality. And and again, I, I don't really understand why Celtic's pa- Celtic fans' patience, some Celtic fans' patience with him seems to really run out quickly. The, the header was even more impressive on the fact that he's only got half an equity, James. You know what I mean? <laughs> the shoulders are up at, up at his ears. But um, again, do you know what I like? It? Again, James Forrest, 
he's one of the strongest mental, one of the players with the strongest mentality I've met because he gets so much stick. And again, he'll take the ball all the time. He always puts a shift in. And what I like about James is, is he doesn't score when Celtic are four and five up. Always gets the important goals, James Forrest. He's in there putting his head in where it hurts from right wing back, by the way, in at the edge of the box. Yep. And see, five minutes later, the ball goes up at the end of the pitch. Who's running back to to make a tackle, Forrest. James Forrest? Yep. Other players that do that get, get praised to the hilt. James Forrest, not, not a word gets mentioned. All right, right, Celtic fans, what do you think then? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Uh, in the papers, Rob, they had him as the top player. They gave him eight points. I, I yeah. looked in the, the record in the sun. Yeah. Well, um, uh, well yeah. if, if you are critical of, of James Forrest or Ryan Christie, yeah. give us a call. Let, let us know. Maybe, sure. you've, maybe you can totally justify it and we're going to agree with you opinions, by the end yeah. of your call. But it would be good to hear from you. Let's hear again from Neil Lennon then. So, any transfer news coming up? Probably one. We're working away in the background on trying to get the right fit and the right player for the right position. Delighted with the business that we've done. You know, Shane has come in and made an instant impact. You know, Barkhouse is settling in very, very well. A Jetty's scored three goals already in, in limited time on the pitch. You know, we've still got David Turnbull to, you know, he's made his debut, but, you know, get his first start. And obviously, Elianusi. So I think we've, we've brought in real quality. And, um, you know, as time goes by, We'll see that sort of manifest itself as we go along. So you're saying one player definitely almost coming. Who would it, where, where would it be? Do you I think, think it'll be a left sort of wing back, yeah. left back, left midfielder, a guy that can go and play either left back or left wing back. But you know, it's great having all these players. But for me, I think Celtic need to get a Celtic side. You know, I still don't think they've played that well this year. You look at St. Man, they're not as free flowing as they were. And for me as a player, I think that a lot of that comes from the amount of changes that get made. You know, you win 5-0 on Saturday. If I'm winning 5-0 on Saturday, I'm expected to be playing on Wednesday. You, the team comes up, you're not on it. You know, it's, it's very disheartening. You know, and you look at over the years when Celtic have won these trebles, you could tell they're starting to live in. You knew they're starting to live in before the game came out. Mm. Whereas now, this sort of period that we're in, it's kind of like, is Ajeti going to play? Is Turnbull going to play? Is Christie going to play? Is Encham going to be in? Is Taylor going to be in? Is Forrest going to be left? Is Forrest going to be right? Is Duffy going to play? Uh, sorry, not Duffy. El Hamed was in. Um, Julian yep, was yep. on the bench. And for me, you didn't really get a successful team that changes all the time. A successful team for me is a, is a team that you've got 11 players. There's maybe two or three changes here and there. Um, and just now, it's just for me, it's just getting changed a wee bit too much. I, w- I wonder about a striker as well. I, w- I wonder uh-huh. about another striker. I mean, when will Lee Griffiths be available Again, I mean, nobody can answer that question as far as I'm aware at the moment. Um, a Yeti Edward, great partnership. N- nobody totally convinced about Patrick Klimala. Yeah. So if one of those favoured two up front gets injured and Neil Lennon is still going with 3-5-2, then I think you need cover. Rob McLean has asked the question here on the Go Radio Football Show. Coming up next, it's going to be Lewis Ferguson. We'll also speak to Celtic fans about these questions, Rangers fans as well. And uh, what do you think? Give us a call now. That's all coming next. Lewis Ferguson. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Loads of your calls coming in and your messages on 0808 17 17 700. The Cunninghams are on their way to St Andrews. Not a bad place to go for the weekend, is it? Side. Oh, beautiful oh, St Andrews. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's me. It's about yeah. me. That's St Andrews. Uh-huh. Well played the other night. I was listening <laughs> to you. You enjoyed it against uh, Dundee. And uh, Did you raise your game? Here you go. Sean Byrne, yeah. who's a good player. Yeah. Sean Byrne's played yeah. in the SPL. Yeah. Message me on Instagram You were like a young Javi the, the other night Oh <laughs> Javi I love it hey. Now listen Sean Byrne knows what he's talking yeah. about Didn't he So there you go I, I, I saw the evidence I need In yeah. looks or the way you play Oh come on He's terrible Oh dearie me So 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 many stars this season Doing so well But one of the best so far Young Lewis Ferguson So we've normally got Barry here in the studio His dad uh, Derek was on the other week In the show And was sensational uh, They're on more than the Kardashians Aren't they <laughs> <laughs> the, the Fergusons Same size of backsides as well 
Oh, oh. Lewis, good evening, the Aberdeen Star. Welcome to the Go Radio Football Show. Hi, Lewis. All right, how you doing? Ah, good, thanks. Thanks for joining us tonight. What a start to the season for you. Aye, it's been good so far. Um, obviously, the, the start of the season wasn't, wasn't ideal, sure. but we've managed to, to get everybody together and we've got a good squad here and, and things are going well, so it's all looking good at the minute. Derek McInnes has got you've got a really strong squad there as well. It looks as though everyone is enjoying it, trying to get a place in the team, but there seems to be a really good atmosphere at Petaudry. Ah, it is. Um, when when you're winning, mm-hmm. um, there's always a good atmosphere. Um, so after everything that happened, when everybody came back in, um, everybody just got together. I think it made us a wee bit stronger, um, and we've we've found a, a formation and and a style of play that, that works and we'll get players at the at the top end of the pitch that can that can go and score goals and, and we'll get strength all over the park. So we're winning games and, and it's looking good at the minute. Well, Lewis, we've got Rob McLean here, we've got Ali DeFoy, and we've got your uncle Si, Simon Ferry. Yeah. <laughs> Not another uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Keep up with the Fergusons. I'm thinking about that reality <laughs> show. That could take off. I know, that would be massive. Yeah. Imagine it. <laughs> Lewis, how are you, pal? All right? Hi, I'm all good. How are you? Good, mate. I'm good. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, it was actually Lewis that asked to come on when his uncle wasn't on. You requested it, <laughs> didn't you? Really? Here's a question really? for you, right? You're playing centre midfield, Lewis. Your dad tells you one thing, and your uncle tells you a different. Who are you listening to? Oh, what a question. That's a great question. Um, I don't know, man. You've put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to your dad, aren't you? Would, listen to your mum. Your mum, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I would go with my dad. Good man. So if if I went against him, he would he would have a go at me. Did they did they give you advice, Lewis? Obviously, I mean, two great guys to learn off, of and both played your position. Do do they give you pointers? Like, how often are we talking? Is it after every game? Your dad will say you could have done that better. You could have done this better. Aye, um, my dad will text me before and after every game, or he'll give me a a phone call or or whatever, and he's watching all the games now, so. Ah, yes, for the games, he'll, he'll give me a text and he'll say well done and that, but there's always there's always something that, that I can improve on. Um, I got a text this morning. Saying uh, what? Saying what? Just, I don't know, I'll, I'll need to find it. Um, he was maybe just saying the, co- the commentator was really good last night, maybe maybe that's <laughs> yeah. what he was saying. No, he, he, was, he was just saying um, when I was getting possession of the ball, he would like me to drive into the space more rather than playing the pass sometimes good um, advice so uh, I take stuff like that and then it was a, try it was and a, add it to my game but so, it's, it, it, there's always something you know even when I, I, I think I've played well and he know he obviously knows I've played well um, there's always wee things that he'll be able to pick up on and, and give me advice on they could both moan for their country couldn't they really those two hi <laughs> <laughs> what about the, the game last night Lewis um they had their mm. moments, Viking. They had a few chances, didn't they? Um, was it a difficult one to play in that? Aye, it was difficult. I thought at the at the top end of the pitch, they were decent. I think their front three were, were good players. We'd done a lot of video and stuff on, on that front three. Um, and they were decent going forward. And at times we had to, you know, we had to just sit in and, and keep our shape and, and defend well. Um, but they they did cause us a few problems. To be fair, I thought well they were decent. But then, I think once 
once we got on the ball, they did come after us. But I think once we beat their press and, and we got on the wrong side of them, uh, we looked dangerous. I think maybe the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, we should have been one or two up with the chances that we had. Yeah, Scott Wright was through and yeah. Some, yeah. some some decent chances. Well, t- now tell me, Ryan Hedges. Tell me he's not insisting that he meant to score from the co- <laughs> direct from the corner. I, I don't know if anyone's seen it um, online or you whatever. You could describe it again. Well, yeah. but, but it was a corner on the right, and he whipped it right over the top of the goalie into the top corner on the on the far side, wasn't it? it he's was, got that in his locker, though, didn't yeah. he? Ryan Hedges got a hell, a hell of a left foot. What, what, do you re- what do you reckon, Lewis? Did he mean it? He's no. I don't think he's meant to score, but he's meant, he's definitely meant to put it in that area. We spoke with all the game about their keeper. Um, we looked at their keeper, and, and he wasn't the. He's not the biggest, and he, he wasn't come out and take kings, and he kind of flapped at things when it came into the box. So yeah. we knew that Hedges Hedges got a good left foot. He can go and deliver balls and in, right into the top of the keeper. And we were obviously wanting people to go and attack it, but. Um, he didn't need to, and he's, he's just put it right in the top corner. It was it was brilliant, to be fair. I wonder if Ross McCrory's going to be in goals at the weekend because that's probably the only position he hasn't played uh, so <laughs> far. He was he started off at right wing back, moved central a little bit later on in the game, and scored his left foot against Kilmarnock last weekend. Right foot volley uh, last night. What a start he's had to his Aberdeen career. Ah, uh, he's been brilliant, to be fair. Um, and I've I've known Ross for a wee while. Um, obviously, I played with him. Um, at pro youth level when, when we were 12 and 13 and then um, Scotland under 21 camps and stuff I was I was playing with him so we kind of knew each other before he came up so I knew before everybody else what a signing it would be and he can play in three three or four positions comfortably um, but I he said some start every position he's been put in to be fair he's, he's done a job um, and that's him get two goals in two so I'm sure he's delighted and all. Lewis, let's hear what your manager had to say after the win last night. And it was an exciting game. You've seen that. There was chances for both teams. You know, we were bemoaning our uh, lack of conviction at times and we should have made more of the opportunities given to us. But um, I thought we worked very hard throughout. There was a good spirit about the team, clear motivation and some very good performances throughout. You know, Hayes, Wright, Hedges, Watkins, always asking the question of their back lot and keeping them on their toes. Big McCrory again, you know, getting the all-important goal. We always thought if we could get their back four, we would uh, we'd have a better success. Did he not mention Ferguson there? I know, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you have a, did you, you have an email list? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I need to watch it back now. <laughs> to be fair, I was actually speaking to Derek McInnes today when we try to get Lewis on. Uh-huh. And you know what? I love the way Derek speaks about players. He wrote to me saying, look after Ferguson. Absolutely love him. Ah. Oh. Brilliant, isn't it? Really? Well, what's he done yeah. for you, Lewis? Because I always wondered this about. I played against Dell when I was a kid. He uh-huh. was um, playing for Dundee United reserves. I was at Celtic reserves. He was coming to end his career, and I'll never forget it. It's the first time it's ever happened to me. Playing against Derek McInnes, and for the full game, he coached me through the game. No, as an opposition player. Really? What a top man. Still uh, speak to him yeah. now. As I say, I, I was going to ask you though, Lewis. Does does Dell concentrate on you as an individual, being a centre midfielder, or is it is it more about the team now he's the manager? I think now that he's he's a manager, it's more about the team. But he'll still there'll still be times where he, he comes and and has a chat with me. Um, but I think I, because he's a manager, it's it's got to be um, all about the team. But we've got like Barry Robson and um, Paul Sheeran as well. Oh, two great players and, as well. Uh, both centre mids, top players. So I speak to them. Um, individually and, and they will be more 
the coaching side, the gaffer will take the team. But if there's wee pointers, you know, they're the guys that will that will come um, and have a wee chat with me. How many times has um, Barry Robson elbowed you in training? <laughs> I don't go I don't go near him When he joins him Mate that's all he does isn't it? He just really? elbows everyone man <laughs> Honestly uh, Just on Delta What's he putting in his hair It's looking tremendous isn't it? I told him I'd mention it I had to mention his hair <laughs> Mate it's the best uh, I've ever seen it It's looking good to be fair He's got it slicked Right back <laughs> Looks like a movie star Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know He's looking good to be fair I'll give him that and Portugal next week, Sporting Lisbon. It's uh, obviously it's going to be empty the stadium, but uh, it's just it's a great place to go and to play Sporting Lisbon. It's going to be special, isn't it, Lewis? Aye, it's going to be good. Um, but when when the whistle blows, it will be it will be tough. Um, we'll have to go and put in a performance that's worth the uh, I win the game against top players, so it will be tough, but it will be a good experience and hopefully. We can go and we can go and get a result. You never know. Lewis, what was it like travelling to Norway in the current times? Obviously, you're going to be travelling to Lisbon as well. But what's that been like for the players and yourself? Uh, it was actually alright. It's, it's not that bad. Um, everybody's like used to used to all the the measures and that that's that's been taken now. Um, but yeah, it's not bad. We've got a charter flight. We just go. The airports were empty. Um, when we were there, so we just go straight through and and on the flight. Um, and to be fair, it was only, I think it was only about an hour last night. Um, on the flight, so it wasn't too bad. Um, only thing is when you get to the hotels, you have to everybody has to stay in their separate room, and we're not really allowed to to come together unless it's for it's for getting to something to eat. So that side, it's a bit a bit boring. So you used to and having a laugh with the boys when you're away in, in hotels and stuff and everybody's just kind of stuck in their room Lewis, last weekend you'd what, 300 fans at Petordry did it help? Did it make much difference? Um, I uh, It made a little difference obviously it wasn't, it wasn't a lot um, but it, it still it still made a little difference there was, at least there was a bit of noise in the stadium um, a bit of support and it was good and I hope everything um, went well and hopefully we can we can start getting more and more fans in that, that was a great performance um, against Kilmarnock as was the one the previous weekend uh, at Easter Road um, before the international break you must be pretty excited uh, Lewis at the way things are developing after losing the Rangers on the mm. opening weekend then that 19 day delay before you got back into action but Aberdeen seemed to be progressing in leaps and bounds now Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exciting at the moment. Um, we've got a strong squad. I said earlier, obviously, the start of the season, um, it wasn't ideal. We obviously prepared for about two months or whatever for that that Rangers game, and it was such a disappointment. And then everything, everything that went on, um, we couldn't really concentrate on football when we were under a lot of pressure and stuff. But the way we've the way we've bounced back so that's been been brilliant to be fair and that's done to the, the staff and, and every player that's that's played their part. Um and hopefully, as I said, we can just we can keep this going, keep winning, keeping clean sheets and, and see where we can go. Well it's say again. Please tell me you've played the Andy Considine song in the dressing room. <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, you're I kidding me, man. I, I don't know I don't know if the I don't know if he watches. I, I'll need to ask him. But a few years, obviously, they and we have a laugh with. But I don't want. I don't want to say him in case he doesn't watch it. 
Alright last question I just wanted to ask you mate Because I watched Scott Wright Play for Dundee A couple of years ago And I'm I know I'm trying to be harsh But I feared for him mate Because I thought Scott Wright looks miles off the pace But great to see him back mate What has he done To get himself back in the team Because he looked like He was miles off it I well he, he's, I think he struggled With a bit of confidence He was always He was always in and out The team He yeah. never really got A run of games um, And then he had A horrendous injury uh, Last season He done his he done his ACL, um, and he was just constantly in the gym. He managed to get himself back, and I don't know. It was about five, five months or whatever. It was, it was quick. Um, and when he came back in for pre-season, he looked sharp. He looked quick. And when he got his cell in the team, um, I think the the way the way we're playing at the moment, and the formation we've got, I think him and uh, Hedges link up well and we've got Marley up there as well who, who brings day two into the game and both of them have got pace and, and they're good in the ball so I think the formation and, and the kind of style of play we're playing at the moment suits uh, Scotty yeah. and, and he, got that, he got that great goal against Livingston you were, you were talking about Hedges and it was the two of them wasn't it yeah. playing one twos and, and it was a great finish from him aye they've got that they like that in training they've got that in their locker if, if they're in the same team they're you know, they've got the wee cute passes, one-twos, play off each other. Um, and with Marley then as well, who can who can bring both of them into, into the game. Um, it can only help him. And I think him and Hedges will, will get more goals this season. The way they're playing, I think. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Hedges is on yeah. fire at the yeah. moment, yeah. Lewis, before we let you go, because the manager has said, uh, look after him, I, I love him. <laughs> That's what Derek McKinnon has said. Is there anyone out with the family you've kind of modelled yourself on? Because on, you, know, you can see yeah. me if you want, Lewis, it's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously your dad, um, Derek, what a player, your uh, uncle, Barry Ferguson. But is there anyone else you look at and think, That's who I'd love to emulate? Uh, I well when I was a wee guy I used to love Frank Lampard. Uh, that was yeah. the player that was the player I looked up to. Um when I was a wee guy and ever since I've just kinda watched him, even just watching I used to always watch him obviously when he was on the telly but yeah. I've watched clips of him and, and stuff like that and, and watched three things about his his runs into the box and his timing and his goals and all that he was just he was on a different level and a total pro and dedicated which is uh, what mm. you are I think that's one of the hallmarks Lewis yeah so yeah. T- yeah, tomorrow's at light training and then uh, it's Motherwell on Sunday aye um, we were in today yeah. uh, the boys that, that never played last night were in training um, and the boys that played were in for a wee bit of recovery and then we'll we'll just train light tomorrow and, and look forward to Sunday perfect you versus Alan Campbell on, on Sunday I'm looking forward to seeing that that is, That'll be some battle Aye, it'll be yeah. good I know we are He's yeah. a good guy Good player Looking forward to it Do you like the Open Goal podcast? Oh, of course yeah. he does Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course he does Let him answer Every week I'm watching it What oh, a man Has he got you on it yet? Yeah. No he's not he, His dad's oh, on it His dad does a show every Thursday With Frank McAvenny Yeah So we've tried to get him on a couple of times But I think, okay. think Dell's trying to protect him first because we are clowns, so <laughs> probably better he doesn't come on. <laughs> Lewis Ferguson, thanks for joining us. All the best for the rest of the season. Maybe speak to you in the coming weeks. Thanks, Lewis. Top man, Lewis. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers Lewis. All the best. Yeah. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. 
the Go Radio Football Show Friday night. The weekend starts here. Give us a call 0808 17 17 700 or give us a text, your message at Go or on the socials at the Go Football Show. What about this weekend? Looking forward to How's the, the training going for the, the big matches coming up? Good. We're playing a Fraserburgh tomorrow, so looking forward to that. Obviously, the Ooh, boys done well. Peter Head against the Broth. Uh, like local derby, way, local rivalry. That, that gets naughty. So see if you tackle them. Like, they're raw people up there in that yeah. mad accent. Uh, they like, kick your knee height and then you go down on the ground and they're like, Fitz a day with you like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a foul I'm like, you've nearly broke my leg Fits a D with you <laughs> Can I just say to on Lewis yeah. Ferguson We played him last year Okay and for any young people watching yeah. He's a monster by the way Have you, have you stood he? next to him He's a big big boy I, yeah. But do you know uh-huh. what he does Paul yeah. He does the basics well mm-hmm. He doesn't try fancy flicks Or step overs That's what I'm trying to tell Our young boys at Peterhead The guys that are doing well Do the basics really well And that's what Lewis Ferguson does I expect him to go Go to the top it's great, Si. Thanks for getting these players on. It's great to speak to them, isn't it? You hear what's happening and who they model. Frank Lampard is the person that out with his dad and his uncle that he looks to, and you couldn't do any better than that, could you? A total pro. In the next hour, we're going to hear from Trevor Carson, who must be the toast of Motherwell today after uh, triple save last night, yeah. keeping them in Europe. Unbelievable. Northern Irishman back in his home country, and uh, what a hero. Um, three penalty saves, and that was that. Yeah. Motherwell were through, and they'll be relieved about that because it seemed as if they were cruising at 2-0. Yeah. Then it got a bit naughty. It's good that everyone has gone through. We'll look at the game shortly. We'll hear from Stephen Robinson as well. We're going to hear more from Neil Lennon and also from Stephen Gerrard. There's a lot from him today. A Rangers fan has called in now. Gav is on the line. Gav, good evening. Good evening. Hi, Gav. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, just uh, to talk about Nathan Carson uh, after ah, he played last night. Came on, um, yeah. My, my main point is I think it's just perfect to to get get someone through a youth system for the season and I don't think we need anybody. I'm not saying he's a finished article, but Celtic chucked Kentini and Young, Man United are doing it with Greenwood, Ajax have done it. What's what's wrong with Rangers doing it with one of their own? Listen, I totally agree with you. I would love to see young players coming through. One thing I will say is this season and this season only, I just think it I does I, I don't think it's possible. You know, James Tavernier gets an injury, okay? You put Nathan Patterson in. Say he causes two goals in the, on, on his debut. Uh, that is the worst-case scenario. But if it's an experienced player, they can get through that. What you don't want to happen is Nathan Patterson goes in the team, maybe makes a couple of mistakes, and he crumbles. It's a 10-in-a-row season. Rangers are trying to stop it. It's a lot of pressure on a young kid to come and play 10, 12 games in a row before James Tavernier gets himself fit. I, I'm thinking of the kids' long-term future here. You know, One thing you do not want to do with kids is break their confidence early. That's why, for me, Rangers should go and get an experienced right-back. Mm-hmm. Would you not agree with that now? Uh, no, well, I don't n- not agree with it, but at the same time, I just think if we need to take a long-term vision of the football club, it's yeah, not about Nathan, the top 10, yeah, sorry, it's about getting... <laughs> Getting about two or three years ahead for for our own development. You know what I mean? I know, I know, I might be out on my own here saying that ten uh, is not important, blah blah blah. But I just think that we need to look after a long term future, which is a, a right back at eighteen year old getting enough game time to be to develop and be better for our Rangers. Gav, we'll come back to you in a moment. It's not the best line we've ever had. Say, si, are you saying to Nathan basically though, or any young player, you're not going to get a chance? And and I know what you're saying. You don't want to put them on, and then that affects them forever. But when is he going to get his chance? So what I'm that, saying that sounds a bit negative. Yeah, it does. Okay, and that what my point is for yeah. for Gav, right? Okay, so Nathan Patterson, I think this year's perfect for him at 18, still very young, 18 to come in and play the League Cup games. If Nathan uh, yeah. Patterson comes in and plays six or seven games this year, bring coming on for 30 minutes when Rangers are 3-0 up, I think that's good. I think that's an education. I think to get thrown in at the deep end when Rangers are trying to stop 10 in a row, if fans get back in the stadium, 50,000 fans, it's a lot to ask of an 18-year-old kid. 
Now If he was 21 year old He'd maybe been out on loan To other teams Had 50 games under his belt But he hasn't He's played three ga- three or four games For Rangers I just think it's a lot To ask a kid yeah, I hear where you're coming from yeah. uh, James Tavernier was Raving about him today He was talking about him At the at the Rangers media conference uh, About the prospects that he, And, and any time I've seen him play Gavi he, he looks bursting with confidence He believes in himself He wants to get forward He's quick He can deliver from the, the wide areas He's obviously been watching uh, Tavernier And, and kind of modelling himself Alright Gav Sorry, yep. Well, Listen, nobody wants to see young players coming through me and me. Believe me, yeah. play, I, I love to see it. I yeah. want to see it at every club. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot to ask a kid, as I say, of 18. And I, I agree, last night I thought he'd done really well going forward. But for me, Lincoln, Lincoln got two chances for Nathan Patterson being out of position. And, and that's against Lincoln. What I'm saying is, I just yeah. didn't want the kid to come in and go away. At it. People didn't realise how hard it is to go away in Aberdeen, to go away at Motherwell, playing for Rangers. It's tough. It's a lot to ask of an 18-year-old kid and that's all I'm saying. I, I like the idea sorry, of the League Cup. Me. Yeah, Gaz, yes. yep. Sorry, did Tierney not start at 18 or 19? No, I mean, the, if they're good enough, they're old enough, surely. So, I mean, yeah, Gav, I get your point, but what I'm going to say is Kieran Tierney came on, uh, I think it was his first season, he came on 12 times as a substitute while Izaguirre played in the first team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I think the season after that, he went on to start. What I'm saying is, to ask Nathan Patterson to start Every week for Rangers in the season, the pressure that's on all the players to try and stop ten in a row. I think it's a lot for an eighteen-year-old kid. I know, I know what you're saying, but at the same time, we've got no fans in the ground at the moment anyway. So yeah. even if he if he was to play twelve games, there's no crowd there to to put that added pressure onto him. So surely that that that's a factor as well. Yeah, no, yeah. I get your point. I totally do. Good debate, isn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah. great debate. I would love to see him come yeah. in day well. I would, but I'm just I'm thinking in the long term for Rangers as well. Sure. What happens if he does come in? Say, say the transfer window shuts. Nathan Patterson comes in and has three bad games in a row. Yeah. Then where do you go for that? Yeah, I take your point. This is a this is a one-off season. High tension, high stakes, high pressure, and it's maybe a lot to ask. But but I, I do see it from both sides yeah. because, and like you, Sai, you know, I love seeing a young player coming through the academy at whatever club he's at and making a big impression in the first team. There's nothing much more satisfying than that. So Stephen Jarrett, good what, point, Gav. That is good really point. good, Gav. Thanks for that call. Thank so you. yeah, cheers. Speak to you again, hopefully, in the Go Radio Football Show. Stephen Jarrett was asked, any more transfers coming in? Everyone knows, it's no secret, that we're looking for uh, a midfielder uh, to, to, to join us if we can, if we can find the right person. But if we can't find or make the person, the signing happen that I want, um, I'm not just going to jump in and take anyone. It needs to be the right person to fill this role. It needs to be the right person, Si. Yeah, well... That's Daniel Johnson at Preston, isn't it? You're yeah, speaking about there, speculation. you would think? I think yeah. so. I think, you know, Brent, I've said I said it on Wednesday night, Brandon Barker starting in the number 10 position for me will not win Rangers the league. Mm. I'm not saying Brandon Barker's not a good player, which I totally think he is. I don't think he's a 30-game-a-season man that will get you the goals that you need to win the league. Daniel Johnson, for me, is. Daniel Johnson's played at a level. He's uh, 29-year-old, I think. You know, he's been about... He's Preston's best player for me. Anytime I watch Preston, Daniel Johnson stands out like a sore thumb. He was a kid at Aston Villa when I played against him. He went on loan to Yeovil. Uh, great technique. Guy that wants the ball all the time. Um, and I think he could handle the pressure of, of playing for a Rangers. What would the deal be, Rob? How much would he cost? Would it be a loan? Um, yeah. I'm not even sure what the what the value is on him at the moment. All I know is that he that's a name that's been bandied about now for quite a long time. And uh, clearly, um, he's, he's the unnamed player that Stephen Gerrard was and, on about then, yeah. I think. And you'd suspect Preston would need the money. You know, the, the, you know, the championship clubs uh, have not been playing. Uh, it, they, everyone's going to need the cash and they don't get the TV money that they get in the Premier League. Yeah, it, 
I think I think the player himself would want to move to Rangers. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you ask most players, I think if, if you got a chance to go for Preston at Rangers, most most players would would bite your hand off. I think Steven Gerrard's a major pull on it as well. You know, a young English kid. Um, he would have been a young English kid watching Steven Gerrard growing up. Mm-hmm. I think that plays a major part in it. It's a big sway, isn't it? It's yeah. a big pool. Yeah, definitely. Rangers. Yeah, and also some of these glamour games coming up. As well, yeah. you think Willem Twe yeah. in in Holland, Pro, Pro Galatasaray or Hajduk mm-hmm. split coming up. Yeah. So suddenly there is that lure of European football and some serious games coming up. And as also well. the chance of being a, a legend. You know, well, yeah, in this, in, this, in this one off season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's how Steven Gerrard would be selling it to him. Okay, biggest match this weekend is on Sunday. Hibs against Rangers. On the line, we've got a Hibs fan. It's uh, Ryan who's here. Ryan, good evening. Hi there, how are you doing? Uh, good, thanks, you? Ready yeah, for, doing not bad. Ready for the weekend, are you excited for Sunday? Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, I've actually ended up booking in some plans with a girlfriend on Sunday at the same oh. time as the game. Not oh, really. oh, what are you thinking? Yeah. Epic <laughs> fail. I know. I know, so going to miss the game this weekend, but I'm still looking forward to seeing how they get on. Would you not be understanding if you scrapped the plans, Ryan? Uh, maybe it's I'll to take it out, Ryan, you can go and watch your game. I wouldn't mind that side. Although she's listening to making a face, so I probably should have said that. Brilliant. So, what's your question or what's your point? Uh, so, my question was for, for Sai. Sai, we are coaching Matt. How would you set up against Rangers on Sunday? How would you look to stop them getting as many chances? Oh, um, wow. Deary me, what a question that is. Do, do you need a wall chart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? I've, I do think about this a lot, obviously, being a coach. I would go 3 5 2 against uh, Celtic and Rangers. You love 3 5 2. I do. Yeah. I, I do. I think, uh, you know, you've got your numbers in the middle of the park where yeah. both Rangers yeah. and Celtic are strong. You can go man for man in there. If Rangers go two up with a roof off Morelos, you've got a 3 v 2 in there. And the one thing for me that's massive when you're playing against Celtic and Rangers is not letting them take the ball out for the back because I think if you do that they will eventually kill you so going two up allows the two your two centre forwards to push on to their, their defenders uh, and, and try and make them kick the ball up the pitch try and make it like a 50-50 game as scrappy as I can uh, one thing you don't want to do with Celtic and Rangers as I just said is let them dominate possession um, so if I was Hibs because you want Nesbitt and Dodge uh, in the team as well so I think if you go 4-4-2 with the two in the team Rangers and Celtic will pick you off. So for me, I would go 3-5-2 and really pack the middle of the pitch. What do you think of that? That's brilliant, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not a bad shout at all. Um, I think sometimes we, we get a bit of joy against Rangers and Celtic when we have Boyle a little bit higher up. I think he suits wing-back where he can run too deep. I think yeah. uh, Barker done the same for us uh, a few seasons ago when Barker and Boyle were both in the team. I think Barker took the ball from the edge of our six-yard box at one point and, and ran it down the channel. Um, taking us up there and Boyle can do the similar sort of thing I think there's been times since probably since Lennon came in where Hibs are a better team again or look more exciting against um, harder teams on the break when mm. we maybe not get as much of the ball I think when we're in control of games or supposed to be the favourites if you like on paper we sometimes look a little bit flat and unexciting and I think sometimes when you play against the Rangers or Celtic or Aberdeen although not the last game that we can look a bit more exciting on the break what do you think Jamie Murphy adds for you? Uh, I think he'll add goals this season. I think he adds something we've probably lacked in from, from the left-hand side of the pitch. I think Boyle contributes three goals from the right, but I think between Horgan and, um, and anyone else who's played out on the left, we've not really had the, mm. the goals as such for them consistently. It's been a hard position to sort of get a consistent player in there. Um, I think even Dre Wrights came in he's, he's played a couple missed a couple through injury and so on so I think if we can get Murphy in and sit and play in all season albeit he can't play Sunday I think he'll add goals and just a bit more drive going forward rather than like 
going back the way or sideways, I know that's mm. your pet hate side. Mm. The same for me, that's like just driving forward at defenders. Yeah. And I think that's something that we get a lot of joy from from Boyle on one side, so it needs to sort of be replicated on the other. I think with the three five two as well, you say like if you, people thinking Jamie Murphy playing his left wing back sounds a bit peculiar. But for me, like when you've got the three centre backs and you've got Godric uh, sorry sitting in front of them, you can go and play like a winger because Godric can cover that, that that ground. So if Jamie Murphy plays high and the ball breaks out that side, Godric's over quick to to stop the danger. So I think that that, that would work well with Martin Boyle on one side and uh, Jamie Murphy on another. And it would uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, because Rangers the two fullbacks like to get high. And I think Hibbs' game plan will be to catch Rangers on the counter. You know, can we win the ball back and get the ball into the areas for Boyle and Murphy where Tavernier and Barisek have left uh, free? So I think the, the left centre half will be a big decision for Rangers on, on, on Sunday. You know, as I said, if Barisek goes high, if Martin Boyle's going to vacate that space, you need a quick centre back to play on the left hand side of that defence. And for me, if it's Hellander, that could be a field day for, for Martin Boyle. Ryan, Ali's got a question for you. Oh, yep. yeah. You said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking about um, your new signing with Stephen McGinn um, till the end of the season. What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it was a good bit of business by Hibs. I think I listened to his interview. It doesn't sound like he's going to play an awful lot, but I think what he brings when he comes into the dressing room for the younger kids in around the camp, even for the ones who are maybe in the, the 24s, 25s in the middle of the park, like your Stevie Mallon and things like that, I think he'll be brilliant for, for them coming in. He's worked with Stevie Mallon as well before, so. I think Jack Ross knows him. He knows what kind of guy he's like in the camp. And I think this probably would have been a main reason that he came in. And I think it's for more off the park than on the park. But he could still probably do a job if you throw him in there. Um, and I think he said that himself. So I don't think it's a bad signing. And as far as our McGinn signings go, they've been pretty good so far. Yeah. So um, what's well your, what, okay, what's your scoreline then, Ryan? Um, you've always got to... Back your own side, so go for it. Maybe still a one nil. You reckon one nil? Okay. See a draw. One, right. one either a draw. Or uh, a, you got to say one or the other. What are you saying? One or the other. One nil. We'll or go a, with that. We'll go with a draw. Go for a draw. One. Ryan, listen. Thanks very much. We're back with more next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Friday night, the weekend is here and we're really looking forward to all the matches and we've been looking back on last night and looking forward to next week in Europe and it's great that all the Scottish teams have gone through, Aberdeen, Rangers, Celtic there already for the next round and this time last night we were looking forward to Motherwell. So we heard from Keith Lasley before the match, we heard from David Clarkson and now we're going to hear from the hat-trick hero but he didn't score them, he saved them. The penalty king is joining us in a second or two. First of all, let's hear from his manager who had this to say, Stephen Robinson, after they went through last night against Coleraine. A long night, been through um, like 25 million emotions. Um, ultimately, we set out to get through to the next round. Um, you know, we showed a lot of character and the game should have been out of sight at 2-0. We said, don't give them anything to, to cling to. And, and we did. You know, they, They're a team with tremendous fight and spirit and, and character and they run us very very close you know you know Trevor Carson was magnificent his quality tonight with the three penalty saves and, and I think one other save as well Trevor that's a night you'll never forget I would imagine yeah definitely you know it'll live long in the memory and uh, you know it was just a great night for the club as well you know to get I don't think I think it's the furthest we've been in Europe so uh, you know to play a part in that it's, it's magnificent and at two up, it looked as though, and I know you had a goal chopped off later on, but it's, it's almost a collapse. It was hard to believe. Yeah, you know, we were so comfortable getting in at half time, and of course, we're through the next round, we're buzzing with that, but, you know, 
good honest set of lads and we'll be uh, you know we know we should have managed the game better and it should have been a lot more comfortable but you know credit to Corey and they're you know full of heart full of fight and they never give up and uh, you know when they scored the equaliser going into extra time with 10 men I think you know to come out with the win it's a credit to the boys How much of saving penalties Trevor is about instinct and looking at how the player is approaching the ball and how he's shaping up and all the rest of it and how much is homework how much have you done on, on the video beforehand uh, to, to second guess what's what's going to happen yeah you know you do your homework you, you know you try everything but you know going into the I've faced six penalties now and you know in games this season you know during games and I haven't saved one I haven't got near one so <laughs> if you were if you were a betting man you know going into the shootout you certainly would have been putting money on me but and um, people have been asking me about strategies and stuff like that. The gods, are, like the first one, Hinchy, the goalie coach, sort of we looked watched before and sort of decided we were going to the right. But I actually hurt my shoulder diving, saving that one. So <laughs> I'd already made my mind up for the next one. I was diving to my left, regardless. <laughs> so you know, people have said about strategies and stuff. So that was my that was my strategy. You were definitely diving to your left because your right shoulder was sore. It was so I had shoulder I had shoulder problems all my life, but I know how to manage it. And I know it takes about three or four minutes to settle down. So I thought I don't have time for this next one, so I'm going to have to go to my left. And uh, luckily, I fell ahead of that side, and I made the save. Trevor, a lot of um, the fans were talking about during the game the mentality that you must have had to go through to be able to save those penalties at the end, having already had some during the game. What What do you do? How was that? It was on my mind, to be honest. You know, when you do concede two, it's. But I said to the lads, just as we're in a little huddle before we started, I was like, lads, oh, oh, he is a penalty save this season. So, you know, it was a bit, you know, a bit putting a bit of pressure on myself. But, uh, you know, thankfully, thankfully, I could uh, live up to it. Trev, it's Sai, how are you doing, mate? How are you going, pal? All right. I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm delighted for I you. To, I have to thank you as well, Sai, because it was your uh, podcast the night before the game that got me off to sleep, mate. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I was waiting for I was waiting for my tummy to be tickled there, and he just booted us right up there. Um, <laughs> you should have seen the smile on his face. Oh, dear, I'm great, saving yeah. Scottish football, aren't I? Yeah. No, it's a great cure for insomnia. To be honest. By the way, I used to send him the wrong way every day in training. Give him the old eyes, didn't I, Trev? Is that true? Aye. Yeah. He, he never trained once He was always injured so <laughs> <laughs> Trev I need to ask you Who's more annoying In a changing than me Or Tony what Oh my god honestly. I'm <laughs> glad to get back I, Honestly Back with two kids Mental But I'm, I'd actually a break From Tony Because two days with him I'm, Is he not Ready stop? for the mental oh, He's, he's ready for the mental But he's a yeah. great lad He's yeah. a great lad But he's a uh, you know, he loves the sound of his own voice at times. <laughs> he does, he's some boy. Uh, delighted for him to Trev scoring goals. I think he could be a 15-goal-a-season man if he gets a run. Um, can you see Tony playing every week? I hope he gets a wee run in the team. Can you see it happening? Definitely. That's what he's been crying out for, running yeah. the team. You know, he's a confident player, isn't he? You know, if he can get a few goals under his belt, and you can see that already, you know, just being, you know, giving a couple of starts, and you can see, you know, in training. He, he likes to be the main man, doesn't he, Tony? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, definitely, if we can get the best out of Tony Watt like we've got a heck of a player in our hands I want to ask you about another player as well because obviously you've played with some top midfield players most notably at Portsmouth <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan Campbell I really like him um, how, how far can he go Trev? We are everything honestly he does and you know when I first came in straight away he stood out for me but he sort of didn't get the recognition because he you know he didn't score goals and 
but for as a teammate, you know, he he does everything for you. But now he's adding goals to his game, and you know, finally starting to get that recognition. But you know, the, the attitude of him, like he's, there was times there last season where I was getting in as early as I could try and beat him in. But honestly, he must be in about half seven every single morning. Love that. Love and he's last away from the place. You know, he's he's just so dedicated to the game and. You know he deserves a great career, and I've no doubt that he, you know, he will have a top career. He gets in at half seven. Me and you used to get in. At, we were just getting in at for Portsmouth for the night out that time, weren't we? <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> good old days, weren't uh-huh. I? need to say to you, mate, as well. Obviously, you came on the podcast when you had your illness, and you were you were worried. Um, how much uh, a relief is it to be back playing and also playing so well? Yeah, you know, you know, night like last night seemed you know miles away whenever yeah. you know we've ever done the podcast, but. You know what it's like, mate. Even once you get the all clear and you're back training, you sort of just go back to normality. But uh, yeah, it was a testing time. It makes you appreciate, you know, a lot more nights like last night because uh, you know when you've been through what I was through, you know, sitting in, sitting in your house for eighteen months, it's uh, you know it's not nice. It's a test of character, and there is days where you you know you're only human. There was days when I had the hump on, and you know you lose lose a bit of interest. But thankfully, you know, in the majority of the time, you know. You know, acted well and uh, you know stayed focused. Rob, for Trevor to come back at this level has been phenomenal, and the confidence still to be there after just suddenly that illness yeah. to be out for that length of time, uh, it's remarkable. But it was a double whammy, Trevor, as well, wasn't it? Because you had the the, the deep vein thrombosis, you you'd all that that entailed. Um, but then, as you were trying to get back in the team, of course, all the lockdown happened, yep. and 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 so you you'd that to deal with as well. You know, you know, so so physical problems and and mental challenges as well. Yeah, mentally it was the toughest. You know, no, I'm not hiding away from that fact. And you know, it's uh, you know, it was to go from the buzz of getting back, getting the all clear, and then sort of be, Mark Gillespie's form just completely stunted that for me. You know, the you know, I was I was number one before I got injured, and sort of come back thinking, you know, I'll I'll get a chance. But Mark's form was outstanding. He never gave me a sniff. So that was mentally, that was so hard. You know. Getting into training on Monday when you've kept the clean sheet on the Saturday, knowing you're not going to play, you know, trying to get, you know, yourself going because as a keeper, you know, if you keep a clean sheet on the Saturday, you keep your place. So, you know, mentally it was tough. And as you say, the lockdown, you know, the gaffer told me two or three days before the Aberdeen game on the Friday night when the lockdown happened, and he said, uh, "You're not playing Aberdeen, but I'm putting you back in against Kilmarnock next season because I think that sort of knew Mark was going then, so they were looking forward to next season and." Uh, and I was saying, I remember texting my missus saying, you know, man, look, this coronavirus will kick off and, you know, I'll not play. But she was saying, you know, not a, you know, your luck's not that bad. But lo and behold, it <laughs> happened. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a test. But, you know, I'm just back now and I'm uh, just, you know, trying to get back to, back to my best. How well has Mark Gillespie done down the road at Newcastle? Oh, unbelievable. You know, he's a great lad again. I was speaking to him this morning. He's one of the first people to text me, you know, a lovely message. And, uh, you know, it sums him up as a guy and, uh, you know, it's a dream move for him and, uh, you know, he's making the most of it. You know, all the reports, you know, I know a few people are, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's doing really well for himself and uh, he deserves it. Uh, Trev, obviously you've been playing well. You looking to get back in that Northern Ireland team? I definitely, so, you know, it's definitely a goal of mine. You know, it's, uh, I'd love to get back playing and, you know, I was a bit disappointed the last two games are not to get a chance and, uh, you know, we're playing games regularly. I thought I might have had a chance, but 
you know, there's a lot of games coming up in the international scene over the next few months, and uh, I know if you know Motherwell is in bread and butter, first and foremost, I have to perform here, and uh, you know, hopefully, I'll look after itself. But you know, there's a lot of big games coming up, and you know, if I keep performing well, hopefully, I'll get the nod. Michael O'Neill's a massive loss to Trevor. You you speak really highly of him. Um, how well do you think he could do at Stoke? Could he get them up this year? Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's, you know, even Top last class. season, I think it sort of went on on the, you know under the bridge of it. You know what a great job he done at Stoke because when he took over, they were in disarray, like they were. Mm. You know, a lot of big names and big money, and he sort of you know got rid of that. Went with a bit you know lesser player, but you know knowing what he's going to get from them and. Uh, He's done great, and uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see them up this season. But you know, whoever took the non-iron job after Michael, it was going to be tough. And uh, you know, I was impressed with uh, Ian Barcliffe in the last trip. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully he grows into it and sort of you know takes off from where Michael left. Were you surprised Stephen Robinson wasn't um, more linked with the job? Because I know you speak highly of him as well. Do you see similar similarities? Sorry, uh, with Stephen and Michael O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- you know, definitely. You know, it's. Common knowledge that you know our gaffer went for an interview and uh, you know he didn't get the job, but uh, yeah, I, was surpri- I wasn't surprised he was linked with it, you know. Uh, but you know, obviously, IFA made their own decision, and uh, but I definitely think you know he's doing a great job here, he's you know ready ready to take a big step, you know, in management. I think you know he's still relatively young for a manager, and he's definitely got a you know a move in him ahead in the future, but you know, he's doing a great job here, first and foremost, you know. We're, Tough start of the season we've had, but you know I think we became a bit one-dimensional. Teams had some that you know sort of sussed us out how we play, and you know we sort of showed that we can you know mix it up. The last I think we're three one of three out of the last four now, and it's probably been three of our possession-wise our worst performances. But we're sure we can grind it out, and uh, you know it adds another you know another dimension to us. Trevor, um, you were off to Northern Ireland last night. You're going to Israel for your next game. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Have you been there before? I actually have. I have played there for Northern Ireland under 21s years ago. Um, yeah, I stayed over there. It was a it was an experience like back then. But uh, you know, it'll be a you know it'll be a big test for us. Like they're a decent side. I think they've got a bit of money about them and stuff. You know, we'll obviously go into it as underdogs, but maybe that'll suit us a bit. You know. Yep. Uh, last night, you know, Sile tell you these cup games against, you know, less, you know, there are no win situations for you. You know, it was horrible pitch. It was tough. See, the motto all week was just get the job done, no matter what it takes. And you know, from the outside, you know, drawing my part time team scraping through in penalties, that will be the perception. But for us, like in that dressing room after ten nil or winning penalties, it didn't matter. We were in the hat for the next round, and uh, you know, just buzzing. And you know, we go there, you know. You know, you look at some of the teams you could have got, no disrespect to Brasheva, but, you know, it could have been a lot harder. So we'll have to go there with hope and, uh, you know, confidence that we can progress. So Aberdeen on Sunday, do you travel up tomorrow for the match? Yeah, we're travelling up tomorrow, yeah. So my missus is not too happy. She hasn't seen me for, you know, we're international. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a no-brainer to be a three-hour trip. So, yeah, it'll be a tough game up there. It's, they're flying, aren't they? They're doing great, and uh, you know. But again, you know, it might suit us the way you know being being underdogs. You know, maybe sitting in, soaking up a bit of pressure, and uh, hit them in the counter. So, you know, we got to start getting points on the board. We know we're certainly not where we want to be in the league, and uh, you know, with two tough games coming up in the league, Rangers, Aberdeen. So, 
you know, if we can get it, pick up a positive result on Sunday and then going into the European game Thursday, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be a, you know, turn what was maybe two weeks ago a really disappointing start. You know, all of a sudden, you know, it's a half-decent start and a lot of confidence in the dressing room. Trev, if you're up Aberdeen tomorrow, mate, Get up earlier Peter Hedvey Fraser bro I'll get you a ticket You can come and watch Your old dad play again Who have you got? We're playing Fraser bro mate I'll get you a ticket Oh dude I wouldn't watch that In my back garden <laughs> 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 I'd, I'd close I'd Close the curtains Close the curtains bro I'm only joking He's got an open goal Podcast to fall asleep with Trevor you must have woken up I'll be there in a couple of years mate So I'm not going to run you down I'll get you a deal mate and was was that your first thought this morning? Did you think? Did I dream that I saved three penalties? Did you think? Uh, well, I certainly when the dreamt it because I didn't sleep a wink last night. That's the god's no. honest truth. What I, the adrenaline? I, I, yeah. I, just uh, I was in a massive ball. We didn't get home to three o'clock to be fair. Back in the house, and then I I think I nodded off about quarter to six. The last I looked at my hanging and then I had a two year old bouncing in my head at about yeah. twenty past <laughs> six. So I got about twenty minutes maybe. But yeah, definitely it was sort of. You know, when the adrenaline wears off and you wake up and it sort of does, you know, you, you sort of hits home then. And, uh, yeah, and then your massive, two-year-old brings you, know, you back down to reality. That's it, yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know what I mean? It's certainly the case. But, uh, yeah, it's just, just a massive buzz, really. And, and relief, yeah. I think relief's the overall feeling, you know, just to get through. And, uh, you know, it was a, a potential banana skin and, you know, to overcome it, was, it's great. You're through, and that's what counts, isn't it? Yeah, yep. yeah, because, exactly, because yeah. No, no matter how you yeah. do it, it's, yeah. it's another step of progress for Motherwell, isn't it? After a, a start to the season where you were struggling to get wins. Yep. Of course, you know at the start of the season we were getting plaudits for how well we were playing, but we weren't picking up points. And now, you know, as I say, we've won three of our last four, and probably worst performances we've had all season. So, you know, footballs are winning. You know, you judge them wins. So. You know, last night wasn't pretty. It certainly wasn't, and uh, but we got the win, and we're in the next round. So that's the main thing. When will, the, when will yep. your next penalty save be? Is that it for the season? Well, unless it goes the shooter, because if it's a normal time, I've no chance. To. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that's but, the model. Uh, Northern Ireland goalkeeper Trevor. Thanks very much for joining us. Top man, Trevor. Cheers, Cheers, mate. Cheers, Trevor. Cheers, Trevor. All the best. Bye. All the best. Thank you. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Paul Cooney with Cy Ferry, Rob McLean and Ali Defoy. Five to seven every night here on Go Radio. Right, this weekend, Celtic against Livingston. What's Neil Lennon thinking about this one tomorrow? Well, they've sort of changed their style of play a little bit. You know, they started the season with a back three and now they've gone back to back four. And obviously they've sold in the decks. He was a huge player for them. So they're probably in a little bit of a transition period. You know, that we're still expecting... Livingston to be difficult to beat and full of energy. You know, there's one thing about Gary Holtz Livingston, you know, they they really are a, a team of great spirit and energy and they've given us problems over the past couple of years. Josh, an East Kilbride uh, Celtic fan is on the line. Josh, good evening. Hi, uh, how's Hi, it going? Hi, Hi, good, Josh. thanks. You. You're looking forward to the weekend? I indeed I am. Yeah. You. How much are you missing the football, actually getting oh. to the matches? Terrible, uh, yeah, it? yeah, a lot. Aye, it's yeah. uh, aye, terrible. I was hoping to get back for the old fun, but looks like it's not going to happen. Now. Doesn't look like it, does it? So, nah. Josh, what's your point then for Cy and Rob? Uh, I was just going to say, like, see Celtic playing the three-five-two. Who would you prefer playing at the right wing back, Frimpong or Forest? Oh, it's a great question. Do you know what? I would play both. 
My Celtic starting eleven would be the, the eleven that played against uh, Ross County. Mm-hmm. But my only change would be Duffy into the centre and Julian out to yeah. the right of the back three. Uh, I like oh, James I Forrest think. on the left. I think he's he, he's good at cutting in. I think he's a good finisher when he does it. Uh, Frimpong would always play for me for his energy, you love enthusiasm, him. Yeah. and that, that that's what I'm saying. At times for me, Celtic can be sidewards and backwards. Every time the ball goes to Frimpong, he wants to go forward. He wants to run at people. See if you're if you're an opposition player at Celtic Park, the one thing you do not want is people running at you. Is your one you're happy for them to keep the ball in front of you. It's the players that w- when you're defending it and somebody gets it and runs at you, that's when you start to, to fear Celtic. Frimpong should play for me. Forrest should be on the left and uh, Ajete and Edward up top with Cham Brown and uh, McGregor. So you're not having Greg Taylor, no? I'm. A, I think Greg Taylor's more uh, more suited to playing left back in a four. I think when you're playing that wing back position, you're expected to be a winger, which I don't think Greg Taylor is. I think Greg Taylor's actually a good defender. Mm-hmm. You know, Celtic fans on Twitter give him a bit of stick for his use of the ball. Okay, I get that, but his his job is a, is a defender, Greg Taylor, and I think he's good at. I think at left back, I don't see many times wingers that that get the better of Greg Taylor in a game. I think where he struggles is when he's higher up the pitch and he's then asked to go and be creative, which he isn't. He's a fullback. And that's why I think somebody like Frimpong, who could be a right winger as well as a right back, I think that's why he flourishes more in that role. That's a great answer, isn't it? <laughs> Josh, <laughs> earlier. You don't mind saying so yourself. Josh, did you hear um, Sai saying earlier on about the criticism of Ryan Christie? Uh, uh, have you seen it? And, and what do you feel about it? Uh, I'm not too sure. I think he's been, he's been playing all right, to be honest with you, I thought. Mm. But some of you, do you know what? In fact, it was the... Not the game, not that like that game there. The game before that, and he was just at Dundee United, and he was taking so many shots, and you're thinking they're just going over the bar and wide, and it was so wasteful. I thought, but uh, he got to assist the last game, did he not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people have been quite critical on him, to be honest. With you. And he won the penalty as well. Yeah. Aye, uh, exactly. But but see see for me see the Dundee United game. Ryan Christie's playing uh, in a front three. See if I'm a manager, I want my guy playing right at a front three to take 12 shots on goal instead of passing the ball back to a full back when it comes to him do you know what I mean that's what I like about Ryan Christie I think that's what frustrates a lot of fans is that he he does give the ball away quite a lot but it's, for me it's through trying to be positive and, I, and as a coach and a manager I don't I didn't mind that from my, from my attacking players Josh do you think tom- yeah. Yeah. do you think tomorrow's the day that Celtic will uh, come alive in the league uh, well we played quite good in the second half against Ross County but mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we'll been comfortable tomorrow. I've been quite confident recently. I mean, we lost the goal against St Mirren like uh, three minutes in, in. Minute or something. Uh, so it was that was a bit yeah. But we got back and then we played alright in the second half. We were just unlucky, like not to get another goal in the second half. Does sorry, Rob, on you. No, I was just going to say what an incentive for Celtic yeah. to go to go top of the league. I mean, it could be it could be a. a a green letter day uh, in many ways if they, if they can go up alongside Rangers go ahead on goal difference as well do you feel that's quite that could be quite significant because of the uh, disrupted start to the season well it'll be good to get obviously if we get top uh, top of the league again but it's a bit early do you know what I mean I think we'll look at things after the Rangers game and see how it's going mm-hmm. what about up front case. would you go Edward and Ayeti Oh, I I don't know why he drops them. I mean, like he's a, he's a professional football player. Do you know what I mean? There's no mm. way he can go on and play sixty minutes. You know, yeah. I just don't get why he's not played them. But. I just thought Wednesday. You know, you're on a high five now for the mm. weekend, and you, oh, no I, disrespect. You know that you've got Livingston on a Saturday. That would be that would have been then my game to rest players. You know, I'd have went away to St. Man. I, I said on the radio I thought it'd be tight, and it turned it to be tight. Yeah. Uh, and I think 
Going away to St Mirren I would be putting out my best team And then I would be resting guys Like if Ajete is tired After two games in a week Then it's your perfect chance To rest them Play Kilmala up front And uh, give Kilmala more chance Of scoring, uh, scoring goals at home um, So it'll be interesting To see what he does on Saturday Because where do you go for here Do you put Ajete back in uh, does Scott Brown play that? And they've got that many players now, Rob. It is, it's going to be a bit of a headache for Lenny. Is yeah. Scott Brown ever going to be rested? Doesn't look like it, does it? I think he's no. played every every game so far this season, yeah. which surprises me. But also, I think in the three, it makes it easier for him. You know, when you've got in Cham and, and McGregor, then you're running for you. I think um, Scott Brown's very much just a sitter. You know, he's there to protect and let the two wing backs go forward. So he's not running about yeah. as much as he does in a two. Great. Josh for calling in. Thanks very much. 0808 17 17 700. We're going to hear more from Neil Lennon. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard. But next we're going to Tony on the line from Bayliston. Hi, Tony. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, good, thanks. You okay? What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, not bad. Yep, good. No, but just, I was just listening to you there talking about Christie and Forrest who do get a lot of stick. But I'm firmly in the camp that if we're going 3 5 2, then I, I would put Frimpong in ahead of Forrest every day of the week. I think he's a, a much more exciting player. I think he's more direct. Even against St. Mirren, I thought he'd done more when he came on. I know Forrest didn't get the goal, it was a good goal, but I thought in terms of going at players, I think Frimpong managed to get one of the St. Mirren players booked. I just feel Frimpong's a much more exciting player to watch. No, I get your point. I, I totally agree on Frimpong. As I said, I would start him every week just through his enthusiasm and his. He's uh, directness, but would you would you play Forrest on the left ahead of El Yunusi and Taylor? No, I, I don't think so. I, don't, I no. don't think I would play Forrest ahead of El Yunusi. I think El Yunusi is a better player, but I don't know how he'll do it left wing back. There's a lot of play, people do saying they would like to see El Yunusi behind the two strikers. It's, there's so many options with Celtic. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of kind of decisions for Lennon to make. I think we need another left back. I heard you talking about Greg Taylor. He can defend, but in terms of going forward, yeah. he's no he's no as good. I mean, they made one forward pass the other night, and we got a penalty from it. So, but I think we, we did, that's, that has to be the main area to strengthen these left back. Tony, can I just ask you a question? Why, why would you prefer El Yunusi over Forrest when you see the amount of assists and goals that Forrest gets compared to El Yunusi? That's a good question. I, I, I know Forrest. Stats are great, but again, I think Kelly Anderson is a more exciting player to watch. I feel he's got a lot more to give us still. I mean, the price tag that guy's commanded so far in his career, he must be a bit of a player. Yeah. I think last season he was looking really good for us, and then he got injured, and he kind of stuttered after that. But I would, I would like to see him get given a, a chance in the team. But you haven't seen it yet, have you? And when how is he going to perform? Yeah, how, yeah. how long do you wait? When are we to going to see this? the £16 million pounds worth, Tony? I, I, I get your point completely. I mean, I, I think he will come good. I mean, as I say, last year he was starting to come into a game, get injured. I think he scored, maybe scored one or two goals this season, but he's not had a lot of game time. And again, the team, Lennon keeps changing the team. Um, I think some of the guys that have been given a chance, the likes of Jet and Clamalla, they've done quite well. The fact they've not many games, but they seem to be able to come on. They're making an impact and getting goals. Suppose time will tell how good LRC turns out to be. But again, Forrest isn't a left wing back either. That's why I'm saying we do need a left back. I'd rather a left wing back than yeah. Forrest or LRC in that position. So, so Tony, would you leave James Forrest out of your ideal Celtic starting eleven? I think so. I definitely. Yeah, I find I find that yeah. I find that quite amazing. But it's football, and it is opinions, and everyone. You're consistent, Si. I know that Elian Nussi. You've said it since the start of the season. You don't see enough. James Forrest underrated. Can uh, I just say something? Yeah. See, if, see if you want to sign James Forrest for the yeah. numbers that he gets, he'd cost you. He'd cost you a fortune. Mm-hmm. A fortune. How much? 
I don't know. I'm not going to be because I'll, cause I'll get quoted and I'll get sure. laughed at okay. for saying it. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. as I said, as I said, yeah. uh, the game Wednesday night. James Forrest scores in the opposition's box. Five minutes later, he's running back and slide tackling somebody. I didn't see that fail, you know. See that same desire. James Forrest has been at Celtic since he's ten year old. It's in his blood. It means a lot to him. Yeah. Believe me, I know him. And James Forrest will be given everything he can for Celtic to get ten in a row. They are the types that you need in your team. Plus. If that isn't enough, he gets you 15, maybe 12, 15 goals a season plus 12 assists. I mean, what more can you ask for a right wing back? Tony, can we ask you something? Do you think Lee Griffiths, you'll see him back playing for Celtic? No, I, I, I don't see that no. at all. I, I'd be I mean, don't get me wrong, I've, I've said in the podcast before, I, I still think Griffiths could be an asset. Yeah. I fully find that Griffiths gets goals in Scotland, that's undisputed. I mean, you look at the end of last season. Uh, before it was stopped I mean Griffiths and Edward were linking up really well and it looked as though that was going to be how we would go for 10 in a row with the two up front I don't really know what's going on with him I know he's back in training I just, I just think the Klamala and Ajeti coming in I, I, I find it very difficult to see a way back but he's proven people wrong before so I think I, I, it's hard to, hard to say Sai you don't th- you think he will be back? I think he will be back I think I think Lee Griffiths is, is uh, the lucky thing he's got is that Neil Lennon's his manager. You know, Neil Lennon's very understandable. Uh, he knows he knows what it's like to, to maybe suffer outside of football. And I think the one guy that, that kind of connects with Lee Griffiths is, Lee, is Neil Lennon, sorry. And, and see, just on Lee Griffiths, for me, if Lee Griffiths is fit, he plays ahead of a Yeti for me. Yeah. I think uh, I think Lee Griffiths won, I said it n- numerous times Lee Griffiths and Fraser Forster won Celtic League last year for me I think under Edward uh, Lee Griffiths is Celtic's best player I think if you can get him fit he goes straight into the team for me I just think he's worked great off the balls a lot better than Ayetis and I think he runs the channels better than Ayetis plus as I say he'll, he'll get you the same amount of goals so I think Lee Griffiths just gives you a, a couple a couple of things more than Ayetis Tony what's going to happen tomorrow do you think what's your prediction? I would expect Celtic to win, obviously, as you said earlier, a big incentive to go back top of the league. I thought it would be going to be a long time before we get that chance after the two postponed games. Um, so I would expect Celtic to win. I hope he, he gets back to a jetty Edward up front. And then obviously Rangers have arguably got the, the toughest test yet. We have away. So a really exciting weekend of football ahead. But I think 3 uh, down Celtic is my prediction. Tony, thanks very much for calling cheers, the Go Tony. Radio phone in. Some no good points. Right, cheers, you too. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, Tony. Yeah, that's tomorrow Celtic against Livingston. We're going to get some predictions. Where Barry Ferguson will be back on on Monday night. But Rob, you've been on to him to find out predictions. So yeah. we'll, let's start right, then. Go on, so give us a laugh. Celtic Livy, what does Barry <laughs> Ferguson think? Breaking news. Yes. Uh, Barry's been in touch and here are his thoughts. Celtic, Celtic to win 3-1. In fact, mm. no, no, look at the bottom. I think he's just changed his mind. Yeah. Is that right? 3-0, oh, he's saying. He yeah. Yeah. A wavy hand. Yep. So is that it? So is he having two stabs at it then? <laughs> well, you've given him two now. It should have been. I think he thinks three 0 yeah. Sai, what do you think, Celtic Livingston? Celtic Livingston. Oh, I'm going to go more. I'm going to go four 0 Right. Yeah. I think three 0 Mm-hmm. Okay. OK, so that's uh, what the guys reckon there. We're going to look at the Rangers game in a moment or two. That's the big one on Sunday. Uh, and we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard. We also want to hear, so Neil Lennon has been speaking about, so Dermot Desmond, the biggest shareholder in Celtic, was asked um, a, a number of questions in the Irish Times. And he was talking about lots of things, including how he tried to get Alec Ferguson when they were trying to stop Rangers getting 10 in a row. Rob, no, uh, I think that was your cue. Sorry, oh, I, sorry. Said, I, I, I don't <laughs> think it's about that one. No, you're I, thought, I was, I was right. waiting from Alec no, Ferguson. That was, me, that, was a, that was a mispass by me. <laughs> well, let's hear him talk though. Also about, uh, I think the, the Super, Super League. League. So Neil Lennon was asked about this: Is there going to be a British Super League? Well, that might, you know, be the case. You know, we don't really know how the landscape's going to look. 
if and when this pandemic ends. Um, I know it's um, been touched upon many, many times before, um, but you know, there's been a lot of hurdles to overcome before that. I can't sort of give you a definitive answer on one way or the other, so we'll just have to wait and see what the future brings. I can't predict what's going to happen. As you say, Paul, it stems from an interview that uh, Dermot Desmond gave to the, the Irish Times. He was asked about the idea of a British league, which has been mooted uh, over the years so many times. But he said, uh, everything now is about the size of clubs and their followings. It's become a digital world, streaming Zoom. This pandemic has changed things. Digital forces will, I think, make English clubs reconsider the construction of their leagues. Celtic and Rangers are in the top eight clubs in Great Britain by any metric, support, attendance, international appeal. At some stage, there's going to be the realisation that if they want to maximise their revenues, then there will be a British Premier League and there should be a British Premier League because you already have a couple of Welsh teams in the English leagues. So why not? Hasn't come up for a long time. It kind of gone. I'll tell you what, Si, though. Rangers, Celtic, Celtic Rangers, when they play, always gets one of the biggest audiences on Sky. Oh, massive. And Morton Veghorst on this channel last night on Go Radio said, I don't see the Scottish football anymore. They don't get it in Denmark. And that's a crying shame, isn't it? It's ridiculous that our our matches, and you've already said, you love some of the Scottish matches compared to some of the stuff further down in England, um, but it's not being seen in so many countries. Yeah. And and again, I think that's due to the fact that we didn't sell it well enough. You know, I don't know. I don't think the English Premier League is, is outstanding. No. I don't think the quality is that much better than ours. It's showcased so it's well, showcased isn't it? It's so much better. We yeah. didn't show Celtic and Rangers games at home. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that's Absolutely such an old crazy. rule, that one. I mean, that's been going for decades, oh, that rule that you can't show. Yep. You can only show maybe three three of each at home in the course of a season. These are very often the best games. Get them on the television. Rob and Sai have spoken. Ali, you and I are back with them just after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Go Radio Football Foda and this is also the home of Crofty, Adele and Grado every morning 6am till 10 then Gary Marshall then Gina McKee and then ourselves and then Jokal Day in the evening you're loving it now well, aren't you? you've I, tuned in haven't you do you yeah. know what Paul I used yeah. to sleep in late every, I used to sleep yeah. to 10 o'clock I don't know work in the morning but since that breakfast show I set my alarm at 6 every morning and get up and listen to it who's your favourite who's <laughs> my favourite do you yeah. know what I would do uh, say Adele but then she slaughtered me didn't she so I'm going to say Crofty <laughs> Right. I think Crofty did quite a good ice bun the other day, but that's another story. All right. Okay. <laughs> Don't mention Crofty's ice bun. That was the one day I wasn't listening, so I slept in that day. Right, some news coming in. So Barry Ferguson will be here with Sai and Rob and Ali and myself on Monday. So Barry hit the headlines after the programme the other evening and he was talking about, you know, let's not punish the smaller teams, the lower league teams, because of the cost of the COVID testing. So, Rob, there's some news in from the SPFL. Yeah, the SPFL have announced uh, lower league teams will have to test their players for COVID-19 before facing premiership mm. sides in the Betfred Cup. And that was what uh, both you, Si, and Barry were talking about. Um, basically, lower league clubs can't afford it. Unless somebody else is going to bankroll it, um, it, it ain't happening because... Um, yeah, Barry, Barry sort of warned that the cost of weekly testing could cripple uh, some of the lower league clubs. And I'm just searching for a quote here from Neil Doncaster. Well, you're uh, looking, it's between 100 and £150 per test. Yeah. That's what it's costing the clubs. But Huge amount of Jim money. Jim McAnally did pull me up because he listens. Uh-huh. So he, said he got me and Barry's speaking about the, yeah. the um, pulling out the competition. But we get 20 grand for being in the League Cup. And it costs two grand a game. Right. To so if it's two games against Dundee United and Johnson, it'll cost us four grand. He says so. It wouldn't make sense to pull it. You're still making you're 16, still grand. sixteen grand. Sixteen grand. So yeah. yeah. I, I think 
I think I know clubs are struggling, but because of the twenty grand you get for being in the competition, I think it's a no-brainer that the clubs will pay it and, and the games will go ahead. So this weekend, Celtic against Livingston, Dundee United, St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Hamilton, Aki, St Johnson against Ross County, and then on Sunday, Aberdeen against Motherwell, and then the big TV match is Hibs against Rangers. So Hibs could uh, challenge Rangers, or Rangers could uh, move further ahead. Side. See, just on this League Cup. Yeah. Do you think after hearing about my performance the other night, Barry's just trying his best to get out of the League Cup? That's probably it because of the way you played at Dundee. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's, uh, I think he's um, running scared. Isn't no, he? he's pulling, he's pulling out because you've stolen his tactics because you've been looking over his shoulder when he's been scribbling it down. Stephen Gerrard, meanwhile, is thinking about the match with Hibernian Football Club and looking forward to that on Sunday. In terms of Hibs, they're a, they're a strong team. They're playing with confidence. They're playing a lot of rhythm in the game. They've got a good coach. It's going to be a, a tough challenge for us going to Easter Road, but we're going there with confidence ourselves. We're playing well. We're defending well. Yeah, we're looking a real good threat going forward. So, you know, we're going to Easter Road to attack and to win the game. And, you know, my focus is certainly on us and we couldn't be in a better place going into it. And Rob, there was some interesting chat also about the goalkeepers. I think I'll decide at the time from game to game. What I will say is I've got two fantastic keepers who are going to push them, push each other really hard. I didn't predict or envisage that it would have gone the way it's gone. With all due respect, the, the plan and the idea was to, you know, if Alan had a strong pre-season, I was going to obviously start with Alan as the number one. I think he would have deserved that. Unfortunately, he's had a couple of knee niggles or injuries that have set him back. And um, John certainly took his chance. Happy problem to have. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? He's, he's obviously ripped up the script because mm, the, the yeah. plan was that Alan McGregor, who's been so good for Rangers for so long, always in the big games, he makes big saves. Uh, and the plan was to start with him, but because he wasn't ready, uh, John McLaughlin's had his chance. And of course, combined with the, the defence in front of him, uh, well, we all know what a success that's been. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay, I get that John McLaughlin's done all right, but I could have played in goals for Rangers the last six games. I can't remember John McLaughlin having a great save. But do you not think there's more to it than just making saves? No, I do understand that, but I, I get that. But what I think Al McGregor's got everything that John McLaughlin does have in terms of communication, footwork. Uh, I think where Al McGregor comes out on top, and for me, the most important thing of being a goalkeeper is the ability to save shots. And I think Alan McGregor's a better shot stopper. I think he's got more experience than John McLaughlin. Yeah. We're talking about probably Rangers' biggest game of the season so far. Do you play a guy that's played for Sunderland, Hearts, or do you play a guy that's played at the top level, played for his international team, who did probably win you 12 points last year? For me, it's a no- If Alan, Alan McGregor's Rangers' best goalkeeper, you play him. And it's not just that you're getting with Alan McGregor, it's, it's the, the will to win, the character that he's got. Um, you know, I think if you ask any Rangers player who they want in goals, I would imagine it would be if it's me anyway. I would want Alan McGregor. Rob, would good you point, disagree, Rob? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and what they what they do have is, is great competition now, yeah. don't they? Because they've got a guy breathing down Alan McGregor's neck, which is going to be good for him and maybe keep him longer at the top level. But McGregor is class, no doubt about that. He's very vocal as well. You can hear him, especially because there's mm. no fans at the moment. You can just hear him shouting constantly. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of McGregor's strong points. That's one of the things, isn't it? With uh, no fans there, you're hearing so much from the bench and also on the pitch as well. So what about predictions then from you two for this weekend? And also, so, Barry Ferguson reckons 2-0 Rangers. It's a big prediction, isn't it? Aye, yeah. I think it's going to be two each. Two each? I do. I'm going 2-1 Rangers. Close. I just think, I just think, I, uh, listening to Stephen Jenner, it's interesting that it'll be music to, as I said, to the caller Martin Boyle's ears. If Rangers are going to attack, you know how high the two fullbacks get like to get. I think Jack Cross will hitch a wee plan where if the two fullbacks are high up the pitch into Martin Boyle, again, it'll be massive for me who plays left centre back for Rangers. But that, that's music to Martin Boyle's ears. Spaces in, in the fullback areas, and I can see Hibs hitting them on the counter. 
Consistency has always been the problem for Hibs, hasn't it, Rob? And uh, but the feel-good factors there. There's great respect for Jack Ross. And the next step, well, this is a huge match for him on Sunday. Home, is there still home advantage with with no crowd there? Do we think? Um, probably not greatly. I mm. wouldn't have thought. But what Hibs have got is, is a much more solid setup this season. Um, they're not leaking goals the way they have been um, in recent times. So that's changed, um, and they still sparkle going forward. Uh, they've got lots about them and I think it will be a, a really close game a difficult game for Rangers but I think um, they will come out on top they, they'll be very wary um, of, of you know Celtic in the wing mirrors and maybe beyond the wing mirrors come the time they play on Sunday I think a massive part of Jack Ross's game plan as well will be stopping Kent I think if you can stop Kent you're then relying on Hadji and Barker to go and, go and create a bit of magic um, as yet in big games they two haven't I know Hadji done quite well in the better. European yeah, yeah he has but he was yeah. good against Dun United but Kent's so important for them and I, and again I think Jack Ross is that clever and that type of manager that he he's not going into this game blind he's not turning up and hoping that Hibs stop Ryan Kent believe me Monday to Friday they've worked on a plan how to stop Ryan Kent and how to get Martin Boyle in behind Barisic and I think Jack Rock is the type of manager that can go and get something off Rangers. What about Ryan Kent's goal last weekend? Oh, he's been he's been sensational so yeah. far. He's been the player of the year so far. Uh, and again, um, massively on Sunday, Paul McGinn will have a hard job. Uh, knowing Paul, Paul will be more than up for it. Um, but he'll need to be at the top of his game to try and stop Kent. When you say player of the year so far, do you mean player of the month? Yeah, player of the month. Uh, <laughs> which is virtually <laughs> player of August. Player, August. Yeah, <laughs> player of the six weeks. Oh, okay, it's ten minutes to go. Give us a break. <laughs> Let's hear a bit more then from the Rangers manager. We're very confident that Kamar uh, will pull through. We think we he, he's got that really early. He's just come off with a bit of tightness. I think he's been really sensible there. Just got an update on Leon Balogun. He'll clear with the physios today, hopefully, and he'll be available as well. Uh, Jack, Aribo and Bach are progressing well, but won't be with us for the weekend. So the week the week started with uh, injuries for Rangers, but uh, most of them clearing up, Rob. Yeah, I think that's really good news about Kemar Roof um, because he needs momentum. He needs to just play and play and play, doesn't he? Get sharper and sharper, show what he can do. Lots of promise, lots of potential, uh, but it sounds like he'll play at Easter Road on Sunday. Yeah, especially if Barker's not playing. I think he just said that Barker's not going to make it. So I fully expect Roof to go in at 10 and uh, Morelos to go in at 9. And it's interesting that he's mentioned Balogun there mm-hmm. Because for me, if I'm Steven Gerrard I'm desperate for Balogun to play due to his pace As I said, that recovery for Barisic If it's a Hellander, then I would be really worried for Rangers Would you? Yeah, yeah. I just think he's lack of pace against You know, uh, Dodge, Nisbet and Bo- uh, Boyle will be a, a big plus for Hibs If Kamara had been injured, would it have been a roof repair required? Oh my oh, word ah, well done. Oh, You're on fire <laughs> The voice of football <laughs> right, I'll get my coat <laughs> Ali, try. that's it, Rob's leaving the studio <laughs> <laughs> The door's over there. Ali, Sione uh, and I are here till the end of the programme uh, Balligan, he looked so good at the start of the season, didn't he? He did, but I actually said, and I'm not yeah. to be that guy, oh, but my, my pal at Wigan, his, his words yep. to me were, size a bit soft. You know, so he, there will be games that you, you think, why is the big man pulled out of the game? Um, and that's kind of happened so far. I, I don't think anyone's been serious injuries. I think it's been niggles here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, your centre-halves, play through the niggles. I mean, if, it, if it's not a serious injury, you know, you're strolling up here. I think, and at his age, is, is when you start and stop, that's when it starts to get tough for you. If I'm him, I'm trying to get out there every every week. I, I know that's saying play through injuries and stuff like that's a bit stupid, but I think he's he's thrown at that much up here that if he is playing maybe eighty percent fit, I think he can go and do it. All right. So Cy Ferry is going for a draw. Rob uh, and Barry Ferguson think it's going to be a Rangers away win. What about Dundee United against St Mirren tomorrow? Now this is an interesting one. Both teams started the season well. Both of them really need these points tomorrow, Cy. Massive game, isn't it? I think both 
seasons have kind of they've, they both started really well. It's kind of took a wee dip for both, so they'll not be playing with a lot of confidence. I think um, I think they could uh, cancel each other out because I think as again St Johnston's back back four are really good, but. I can, oh, I can only see that being a draw To be honest with you What about Europe? Lauren Shanklin The match winner for me um, I wow. think he'll be back Among the goals Dundee United to win Ali Your beloved St Mirren um, How'd you go on Frank McAvenny The other evening How was he on St Mirren TV? Good he form? He was on top yeah. form As always I'm sure you warmed him up Here on the show beforehand So yeah. he was brilliant No it was really good Good fun And Danny Lennon That's a couple of characters For you to look after aren't I know It was Who had the better hair Who what? had the better shoes One had suede One had shiny It was I, interesting I saw it on your socials What about Danny Lennon's hair? Oh it's the eyebrows I couldn't stop looking at But has he not got the long hair? Uh-huh. He's got uh-huh. even Curly, more Curly yeah. Grey It looks tremendous So yeah. what do you don't think start, Don't start on eyebrows again <laughs> What do you think tomorrow, <laughs> Ali, at, at Tanadice? Um, well, I reckon it'll be tough, as you say. I think I'm going to go for a draw. Mm-hmm. How did Lee Irwin do, Alex? I like he Lee did Irwin. really well yeah, and scored, yeah, yeah, three minutes in. He was looking strong, he looked good. Yeah, I like Lee Irwin. You know, when he was at Motherwell, he absolutely ripped it up up here. I think that's a good sign for something. I'd like to see someone, as, as similar to what I said about Kilmarnock, I think your back four's that organised and you've got guys in there that know their jobs. I would go two up front. I'd like to see them go with Erwin and Abika and, and cause teams problems other than just sitting in all the time. I think that could maybe be the wee turn that they need. Well, Barry Fair, Shaughnessy yeah. back as well because he mm-hmm. was out suspended. Yeah, he's massive so, Shaughnessy. Yeah, yeah. Barry Fair, strength. Yeah, Barry's going for a 1-1. He's going for the draw there. I'll go a draw as well. Yeah, OK. Kilmarnock against Hamilton. Rob, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm struggling to separate those two. Um, I've got a lot of time for Hamilton. Brian Rice, the job he's done. They won, of course, last time out. Kyle Monroe got the winner. Um, I'm going for a draw in that game, 1-1. Oh, I'm going to go Kilmarnock. I think Kabamba and Brophy will be a, a bit a bit a handful for... And as Malumbu's back playing though, isn't he? I think if, I think if you just look at the two squads, you know, on paper, I think Kilmarnock have got better players. At home, I, I fully expect Kilmarnock Were they getting him fit? Because, you know, I hadn't seen him, but yeah. uh, if he's back in, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's uh, strong. Aki, su- they surprised everyone with that win last yeah. weekend. Yeah, write them off at your peril. Yeah, mm. indeed. Okay. And St. Jo- so Barry on that one uh, for Hamilton. He went 1-0 yeah. Kelly. One nil, oh, he went 1-0 Kelly. Yeah. Well done. Thanks, I. St. Johnson, Ross County. Rob, you want to go first? Um, if I have to, yeah. Um, I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going for another draw in that mm-hmm. game. Possibly a nil-niller. Barry Ferguson's is going for 1-0 St. Johnson. Sai? Yeah, I think it's just somewhat a Trevor Carson with my game. Uh, I'm going to go a draw as well. I can see a 0-0 there with Rob. Yeah. Right, the curtains okay. And then Sunday, Aberdeen Motherwell. Sai? Aberdeen Motherwell. I'm going to go Aberdeen. Again, I look at the two squads, both strong, but for me, personnel, player for player, I think Aberdeen have got better players. I think they've got more firepower up front, as I say. I think what they missed last year was that wee guile that, that, that Lewis was talking about, mm-hmm. where Hedges and uh, Wright. I think they've always been well organised, you know, workmen like, but I think what they've added this year is uh, Hedges and, and Wright to link the midfield in the attack. And I think they've got too much up front for Motherwell. I think Aberdeen will beat them. And there's something about that McCrory signing has yeah. made such a difference. Absolutely, in a variety of, of positions as well. And as I say, is, yeah, I mean, Ryan Hedges was fantastic for them last night. Um, they're going for seven wins on the bounce and I think they'll get it Okay, so those are the matches this weekend and then next week we're looking forward Rangers will be in Holland Willem Tway that's a that's a huge match for Rangers you would hope and expect Rob I'm looking yeah, at I th- you to, yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think they will get the job done but I think it's a really tough one for them at this stage of the competition as well the third qualifying round uh, Willem Tway aren't far out of the, the top teams far behind the top teams in the Eredivisie if I can throw oh, that oh, in oh, yeah. 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 he got his last <laughs> 10 minutes by it I, oh, think, I, think, I think that's in the Netherlands somewhere 
Dave Easy. But uh, no, we'll it's take be... your word for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a one-off game. Obviously, um, I think Rangers will get there and uh, get to the the next round and play either Galatasaray or Hajduk Split. I mean, we'll go through all of that next week. Just looking at obviously Rangers there and Celtic. The news came in this morning. Yes, I we were wondering what, why did we hear this morning, but the match went ahead. It was abandoned last night. It continued this morning, and it's Riga against Celtic next week. Well, there's been so much this week. Gareth Bale back at Tottenham. What wow. do you make of that? Yeah, that could not... be the difference between them getting the top four as well. You know, Bill, what a signing that is. I think Mourinho needed someone because against Everton they were terrible. So, uh, massive signing. And Thiago at Liverpool. Oh, that's got to be the that's got to be the steal of the century, isn't yeah. it? Twenty five million quid yeah. for him. Yeah. Just won the Champions League. What a player. Uh, I didn't think Liverpool would win the league, but I think that signing's maybe tipped it in their favour again. So you're going for Liverpool? Yeah. Yeah. So let's just check who do you fancy in England? Who do you think it's going to be, Rob, Ali? I'm going for Man City. Man City? Are you going for Man City? Chelsea? Chelsea. Liverpool? Chelsea, you reckon? Yeah. And Man United might not be too far away. But I think it's going to be Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool for me. Okay. That's it. We're out. See you Monday. Have a great weekend.